Hello, you're listening to Repent and Believe Podcast with Cynthia Smalls, founder of Back to God Ministries. Welcome, my friends. Here, we talk about and teach the message of Jesus Christ, the only one who can claim the title of Savior of the world. We also discuss all things repentance and belief in Jesus Christ and how all these things tie into living a lifestyle where our deeds are manifested and fashioned in God so that we may be molded by the Father into vessels to be used for His glory. Amen? Amen. Okay, so let's get started. and welcome back. Thank you all so much for continuing to watch my teaching videos and for listening into my podcast, Repent and Believe. I say thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you so much. And with that, I am going to bless us with a wonderful, comforting scripture that even though we are going through our lives, On this earth, we're going to remain walking by faith and not by sight. Why? Because there's a goal ahead of us. We all got to finish this Christian walk and we just got to remain patient and endure through life's ups and downs, no matter what is going on. We got this scripture among the many that Jesus Christ, our Lord, has promised to us. So let let me just bless us with this. And this is in Revelation 19, verses 6 through 8. Hallelujah. For our Lord God Almighty reigns. Let us rejoice and be glad and give him glory. For the wedding of the Lamb has come and his bride has made herself ready. Fine linen, bright and clean, was given her to wear fine linen stands for the righteous acts of the saint. Amen. Because you see, we got a wedding to get to. We got a feast to get to. We got a risen King, the Lord Jesus Christ. We got to see him face to face because by faith this whole time, we have believed he existed. We believe that he was sent from the Father here to this earth to die for the sins of the world. He took on the penalty that was due to us and he rose up out of the grave, defeating death, defeating sin. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that with this scripture and the many others of what to come, Thank you that we can hang our hats on this and comfort ourselves as we wait for your glorious appearing. Amen. Amen. Okay. Well, as you can see from the title of this teaching video, God is not playing with that lake of fire and he ain't playing with the sinner. Okay. In my hands, I hold this letter that I am going to read to you all. But before I read this letter, let me just give y'all a quick, simplified backstory to the end times that will be leading up to the great white throne judgment. In a time that may be soon upon us, Jesus will return in the flesh. He will come with thousands upon thousands of his holy ones, according to Jude 14. At that point, those who are saved and remain alive will rise in the air to meet him. Then 
at the Battle of Armageddon at his second coming, he will defeat the armies of the ungodly, the Antichrist, and the false prophet will at this time be thrown into the lake of fire, not hell. They go straight to the lake of fire. No collecting $200 for y'all. They will be the first ones to dip their feet into the lake of fire. Satan will be chained in a bottomless pit for the 1,000 years that the Lord Jesus Christ reigns peacefully on the earth according to Revelation 19.4. And at the end of the 1,000 years, the devil will get out on probation. He will break probation and rise up against God one more time. At his final defeat, Satan will be cast into the lake of fire along with his antichrist, along with his false prophet. And after that, there will be a second resurrection of the unsaved dead. At this time, all who has ever lived will be judged by the Lord. By the Lord. And with that, we have Revelation 2015 that says, And if anyone's name was not found written in the book of life, he was thrown into the lake of fire. And with that, I'd like to read to you, an open letter to the sinner man and to the sinner woman. Dear lost sinner, now that God got your attention, can there be any more sobering reality than what you heard in the verse noted above? Listen to this with fear and trembling. I write without the slightest ambiguity. If you die without being a Christian, without being born again through the regenerating work of the Holy Spirit, if you never gain the life of God in your soul, then upon your death, your soul will immediately go to hell, a place of conscious, eternal torment where the fire is never quenched and the worm never dies. As bad as hell is, however, you will give anything you have to stay there for a million years. Why? Because them that are now in hell know what you will know when you transition to there. They fear nothing more than that day. And what is that day? It is the great white throne judgment. Because there, on the day of Christ's return, all the dead, unsaved sinners who have ever lived great and small will stand before God and give an account of his deeds that are done according to the things written in the book. Let me tell you, my friends, God has an immense recording system in heaven. There are books that are being assigned to each and every person with all of your actions, all of your thoughts, all of your ungodly actions written in those books. Notice too, the resurrection of Jesus Christ is a two-edged sword. Yes, by him raising up out of the grave, we too, those who have believed in him and trusted him as Lord and Savior, those of us who said yes to the sweet salvation plan of God when he sent his son Jesus to this earth to die on a cross for the sins of the world, by him rising out of the grave, he beat death, he beat sin. They no longer have rule and reign over us. So when you stand outside of your bodysuit, 
without having the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. All those books that have been recording your whole life in will testify against you, my friend. Paul says that because Jesus Christ has been raised from the dead, he is the first fruits of those who are asleep, according to 1 Corinthians 15.20. Paul wonderfully and vividly lays out the case for glorified bodies for the saints, and at the last trumpet, the dead will be raised imperishable. However, the reuniting of body and soul on the new earth for believers is also true of unbelievers at the great white throne judgment. Daniel says many of those who sleep in the dust of the ground will awake these to everlasting life, but the others to disgrace and everlasting contempt. Daniel 12, 2. Jesus, tell, Jesus tells us, not to fear man who can kill the body. Rather, we are to fear God who can destroy both body and soul in hell, according to Matthew 10, 28. And the parable of the rich man in hell makes clear that he possessed the body. He was asking Lazarus to place a drop of water on his tongue to quench his thirst. So we see there, your body <laughs> is in hell. Luke 16, 24 says that it is one thing to suffer and one's own soul in hell. It is quite another to suffer and body and soul in the final judgment. So you hell bound sinner, why should you fear the great white throne judgment more than hell itself? Because you and every other unbeliever will stand body and soul before King Jesus to witness the charges leveled against you and them as you stand all by yourself before the trice holy God, the jealous and avenging God, who will by no means leave the guilty unpunished. Your thoughts will be judged according to Romans 2.16. That's why I say, let me tell you, do not, be, do not be deceived. God will not be mocked. You will reap what you sow. You sow to this flesh, to this sinful nature. From that nature, you will reap, okay? Jesus will summon every thought you ever had. Your lust, your anger, your bitterness, your bigotry, your jealousy, your envy, all will be placed alongside his holy law. You will be speechless for the Bible says in Romans 3.19. Now we know that whatever the law says, it says to those who are under the law, so that every mouth may be silenced and the whole world held accountable to God. My friend, you will have no defense. You are doomed and you know it. Then your words will be summoned. Jesus said that every careless word will be judged according to Matthew 12, 36. All those harsh, foul, sensual, vile, blasphemous, lying, manipulating, degrading words you spoke throughout your life will be placed alongside the purity of the one with whom we all must give an account. No defense there either. Finally, your every <clears throat> excuse me, your every action will be judged 
no defense. All your actions are going to be judged. 2 Corinthians 5.10 says that. Revelation 20.12 says that. Matthew 16.27 talks about that. All of the millions of times you disobey God and what we might call small or large ways will be evaluated in light of his perfect law. Every jealous, every selfish, every corrupt, every filthy, perverted, immoral, lustful, salacious, sensual, idolatrous act you ever did will be judged by the one whose eyes are a flaming fire, whose feet are like bronze made to glow in a furnace. Not only your sins of commission, but perhaps even more dreadfully, your sins of omission will be judged. You will remember the times you passed by a needy man on the street and did nothing to help him. You will remember the numerous times you neglected to care for your spouse, your children, and your parents. You will remember the times you hated your enemy instead of loving him. You will also be unable to make a defense before God for your actions. With all of this evidence now displayed before you and the Holy One, you will hear the words you knew were coming, but have dreaded the entire time you were in hell, the most awful words which could ever be uttered. Depart from me, you accursed one, into the eternal fire, which has been prepared for the devils and his angels, says your judge, the Lord Jesus Christ, in Matthew 25, 41. And you are being dragged, kicking and screaming from the great white throne judgment to be cast into the lake of fire. You would know for certain without the slightest hesitant that you are receiving the exact judgment you deserve. Because you see, in the natural, we would swear out we are not sinners. What we doing is not sin. God is not going to judge me because he don't exist. Hell don't exist. Let me tell you, all your actions and all your words will come against you on that day. And when you stand in, in the spirit realm outside of this flesh world, outside of the invisible God, because you see in heaven and spiritual matters, oh, you will see those demons. You will see those angels and you will see your judge. And now... Unlike being on this earth where your mind is so polluted by the sin, okay, in heaven, you will have perfect clarity of what's going on. And you will admit and confess that what you have done deserves this righteous judgment. The lake of fire is the second death. Many have noted that those who are born once will die twice and those who are born twice will die once. And what will you do in the lake of fire, you may ask? Presumably the same thing you have been doing in hell from the moment you arrived there. But now, due to the union of your body and soul, the pain, horror, and awareness will be infinitely <laughs> magnified. As in hell, there will be weeping or wailing along with the gnashing of teeth. Now, we have all heard the anguish and grief of unmitigated wailing 
coming from one who has suddenly lost a child or a spouse, it is terrible. The wailing in the lake of fire will be infinitely worse. Every sense will be heightened there. Though you are alone in darkness, you nonetheless will hear the hopeless wailing of the damned. With your eyes, which on earth you looked at pornography and read blasphemous books denying Christ, whom you have always hated, you will look on untold, unimaginable horror. With your ears, which listened to wicked jokes and took in perverse, godless, licentious ideas, you will now hear the cries of the condemned. They beg for mercy, but there is none forthcoming. With your mouth, which uttered blasphemous, vile, crude, demeaning speech, you will curse God and his servants with loud voices of, of contempt, hatred, and sorrow. With your hands, which you were engaged in all manner of creative sinning, building kingdoms for yourself which you use to oppress other people, they will now reach up to heaven begging for a touch from God whom you rejected, but there is no reciprocation from the Holy One. Your feet, which were swift to run to the shedding of innocent blood and to take you to places of sensual delight and debauchery, will then seek to run for refuge, but they will, they will be like feet stuck in cement. There is no deliverance from judgment. There is no hope. You are lost in a most dreadful judgment. There is no mercy in the lake of fire. Do you think this is over the top, my friend? I am so completely limited in my ability to communicate and to convey to you the horrors of hell and the lake of fire. It is infinitely worse than I am able to portray to you in this letter. You will have no second chance after you die. You must come to Jesus in this life or you will not come at all. And you can be sure that you will live past today. Can you be sure? Can you? Do you know that people who one day seemed to be in perfect picture health and the next day were dead, the devil's great ploy is to tell you that you have plenty of time to get religion. Don't worry, he says, about that now. Live it up. Then maybe when you are old and tired and have nothing better to do, you can become a Christian. But if you persist as you are, then surely you would die in your sins and be cast into hell and eventually end up in the lake of fire. Then, my friend, what you going to do? Paul the apostle said, today is the day of salvation. Jesus said, come to me all who are weary and heavy laden. I will give you rest. And he also said, truly, truly, I say to you, he who believes on me, has eternal life. He said to the thief on the cross who had believed on him, today you will be with me in paradise. Isaiah says, seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. If you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, he promises to forgive all of your sins, 
to give you his righteousness and holiness, to hear your prayers, and to take you to heaven when you die. Where else can you go for relief from sin, hell, and the second resurrection, which is the second death of all the of all the unsaved sinners from all of time? Where else are you going to find relief from all of that? Relief, thank you, Holy Spirit, is found in no one but the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Why die in your sins, my friend? There is no need for that. Run to Jesus. He is ready, willing to save you right now. Signed, a child of God. And there you go, my friends. I think this letter speaks for itself. I have nothing else to add to it, but I will leave you with this. Hebrews, hold on. I believe is yeah. Hebrews 10, 26. God says this in closing. If we deliberately keep on sinning after we have received the knowledge of the truth, no sacrifice for sins is left, but only a fearful expectation of judgment and of raging fire that will consume the enemies of God. And there you go, my friend. That's all I have to say. God speaks for himself. The word speaks for himself, for itself. Jesus Christ has already said, why die in your sins when you could have made me your Lord and Savior this whole time while you was in that bodysuit? But see now, okay, you're going to have to face me in judgment. And I got a stack of books that's ready to testify against you. So my friends, I say no matter what, don't give up on Jesus. No matter what this world has to say about him, no matter what this world this world has to say about his holy word, you believe Jesus because he says, don't fear man, right? Fear me because I have control over your body and soul in hell and I will cast you there if you don't come up, if you don't come out of your sins. He don't want no one to perish. That's why he's taking all this time. That is why he is tarrying in his coming to give man the opportunity to come to their senses and realize that they are a sinner and that Jesus came to die for the sins of the world. Don't you know that he took on the punishment that was due to mankind by holy God when we and we alone sinned against him. But Jesus in his love said, you know what? I'm going to do you all a favor. I'm going to take the wrath. I'm going to take the heat on your behalf. Why? Because I know what hell is. I created it. Okay. I created, I created it for the devil and his minions. Okay. I don't want you to go there. I went there for you. I know what's all entailed in hell. I got them keys, okay? I set I set those Old Testament uh saints. I set them free. I led them out of out of captivity. I took them back to heaven with me, and I want to see you in heaven. So get it together, my people. I love you. I don't want you to die. I don't, I don't, I don't want you to die in your sins and then have to face me at the great white throne judgment. I want to see you at the beamer seat. 
I want to see you at the beamer seat of Christ where I give you your crowns for your faithful service and for your obedience and the work that I gave you to do while you was in that physical body. That's where I want to see you. I want to see you in my kingdom. I want to see you and the Father together. I want to bring you to all of your saved loved ones who have gone on before you that are waiting for you in heaven. I want you to meet all of your Old Testament and New Testament heroes that I've had right in my word. I want you to meet all the heroes that have overcome sin and remain faithful to the end. I want to see you at the wedding. Glory be to God. Hang tight, my friends. This is not over. This is not all that's that's all to it in this life. There is a whole nother life to come. Stand strong. Don't give up on Jesus. Stop sinning. Repent of your sins. Trust and believe that God is the Savior of the world, the Lord Jesus Christ, Lord God. And with that, I'm going to let you go. Stop sinning. Until next time, I'll see you soon. Bye for now. Thank you.